And welcome back to another episode of the Not Funny Guys proudly present Off the Reels. This is episode 46. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Franklin. I'm here with Jonathan Evans and Eric Leinbarger. How are you doing, gentlemen? How was your week? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Not bad. It's, it's good to be at the weekend again. It's amazing to be at the weekend. <laughs> Always. For once, I can. For once in a while, a recent uh, memory, I can say that it um, positive shit happened this week, and oh, good. Um, we've got a place. <laughs> it's to, been a while. <laughs> we've got a place to stay uh, since the pipe burst in the house. So I'm very uh-huh. excited for that. We'll be here for a couple of months, and um, yeah, watch some movies this week and some TV shows, and I watched some movies this week. John, what did you do? Uh, well, um, work, teaching, shaping young minds, mainly. <laughs> Thank God you're not in Florida or you'd be under arrest right now. I know. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Give Eric, it time. Eric, what uh, did you do? I have not done much. I, let's see. Did I do anything fun? Oh, I, we, um, so I get the ongoing story of the, the trivia team that I've joined. Uh, six for six now. We uh we won yet again this past Friday. You just had to set him up for that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm for a second there. I'm like, did he not do trivia? I'm, I'm very confused. Did he do trivia? Did he not do trivia? I will do trivia. That's that's a weekly now. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I went into the office a couple of days. Oh, yeah, nice <laughs> <laughs> to the office. I worked in my home office and I worked here in this apartment uh, one mm. day. So that was exciting. All right. Well, with with that out of the way, because I don't have anything else to report other than it's cold um very cold is, up here is uh is your apartment in the same town as your your house yeah i'm maybe a mile away from the house we're not oh, far okay. At all. yeah okay nice. it's, it's that's right not bad we did move the cats over here um on friday so nice. that was a that was a plus they don't think it was a plus how did they handle the uh the flood in general any idea <clears throat> i know when ron went over there he he couldn't find them except for um, one of them he kind of saw under the bed, so I assume they were terrified, yeah, particularly because the smoke alarm had been going off for hours. Uh, um, poor kitties. But then once we got there, they've been pretty good. I mean, obviously they were needy because we were out for a while. Sure. Um, but they've yeah. seemed to be okay. Um, and they handle so far have handled the transition over here fairly well. They're just not used to being where Fitz could get to them. They're used mm. to being safe on the second floor because he doesn't go up there. Mm. Now it's fair game <laughs> everywhere they go in this place. So I think it'll take them a little bit, but they'll get there. All right. Well, glad glad they're doing okay. Sorry that they had to go through it. Poor kitties. I, I'm glad they're doing okay too. I've, I've missed having the cats and it was nice having them sleep in bed with us last night. So, uh, They'll little, be billing cases for therapy for the post-traumatic stress disorder they go through. <laughs> they probably will, especially Eva, because um, she already has anxiety issues. <laughs> Poor little kitty. But I love her. Love her to death. All right. Well, speaking of loving it to death, let's talk about some fun news in Us Geekly. And the, yeah, we love it to death. Is that it? <laughs> Here's why I said because we love it to death. The first news story, Avatar, is once again number three, third highest grossing movie of all time, 
Will it be overtaken by Titanic again? I don't know. Maybe. Will it move up to number two and beat um, Avatar? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> or no, wait a minute. I think Endgame's actually above it. I think Avatar reclaimed number one a while back. So will it get there? Is, Maybe. is this all adjusted for inflation too? Or No, they don't is... they don't do adjusted for inflation. Oh, so wow. So arguably Titanic's really pulling it in if it's hanging out there with the the three newer guys. Yeah. No, it Titanic the, made a good bit. Thanks to that movie rushing and ruining her event horizon. So thanks. Let's go back to 1997 <laughs> and uh, really have a problem with it. Yeah, no, I was watching. Uh, I was watching got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> does. No, I, I, love Event, I love Event Horizon. <laughs> I love Event Horizon. I think it's one of the great sci-fi horror films. But I was looking into some stuff about a video explainer on it, and he was talking about how they pushed the editing process and a lot of the script forward faster in the in the filming faster because they wanted to get it out because they were afraid that James Cameron was going to deliver a massive dud. Hey, they Re- still made a masterpiece of a movie, and no. we will, I promise, get to that movie in a watch-along. <laughs> sure. I'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that it kind of one of those situations where it kind of screwed over. Yeah. yeah. It, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. We will definitely get to, to that movie at some point. Wait, Event Horizon? Mm-hmm. For both of you? I'm not it, sure well, in mine, i I don't know about John, but I can say it's in my top. Top five sci-fi horror movies for me. It's top yeah. my, my top like legit top ten favorite movies. Let Who's me make that? sure I'm not lying. Let me pull up my letterbox. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I put it in there. If not, I'm about to, but I'm pretty sure I already did. Three seconds. My list. My top ten. Yeah, Event Horizon's in my top ten list of all time. Who's in it? Lord Fishburne in it. Jolie Richardson. <laughs> I just saw most of the cat. Uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Jolie Richardson. Um, Jason Isaacs. Sean Petrie. Hmm. Um, Kathleen Quinlan. She's um, pretty big. I don't remember what Richard Jones did afterwards, but Richard Jones did some stuff after. There's another guy, Jack Noseworthy, but I don't think he really did anything. After I'm, I say that, and I'm gonna look at his IMDb and be like, "Man, he did a ton." Um, no, he didn't really do much looking at his stuff. He's in Barbed Wire. It's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. Anywho, anyhow, so that's that's that. Um, Avatar is in number three. Next news item we got in the what is going to be the final season of Umbrella Academy. We are getting the husband and wife duo of Nick Offerman and Megan Milani. Malawi. Malawi um, have joined the cast oh, for sweet. the final season of Umbrella Academy. I love them. Speaking of final seasons, Eric, we should pour one out. One of the shows that we both enjoy, I discovered during um, COVID, Secession is ending with season four. Oh, really? This yes. will be the last one. It's the last one. The showrunners said, well, the show is called Secession. <laughs> we kind of have to get there. So that's fair. Um, nah, honestly, I'm day. glad they're going out at, at the top instead of dragging their heels. You know, I agree. I agree. I am. I'm more than happy with this. I mean, it's going to be a really good season. Um, so, John, you should watch it. It's really good. Um, oh, I just got. To, I'm. I'm in the process of watching Severance right now, and I'm enjoying. Oh, it. that's so fucking. Good. Oh, I need. To, I need to see it still. Oh yeah, my god, it's so good. What episode? The first episode on? alone was like, I'm all right. I'm hooked. This is going to be some messed up stuff. 
when you get to the last three episodes, you're going to end up wanting to binge them all together, especially the last two. Okay. Um, it's so good. Oh, especially. Oh, Allie, has a, Allie has a live stream thing she does on Wednesday nights. And that's when I've taken to like, I can usually get like two episodes in. So what episode are you on? Mm. I'm on episode four. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm not too far. <laughs> no, no. You got some John, uh, Eric, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. You'll love it. So there's a couple shows I need to put on my list for either with Rachel or without, but mm-hmm. it's that one. And then um, The Last of Us. I'm still need it. I haven't seen any of that yet. I've, we've watched the first episode of The Last of Us um, because that, I was, the episode, that was um, the weekend before my dad died. Mm. So I didn't obviously do past that. Uh, we will though very soon. Um, also, in HBO news to go along with Secession, HBO has ordered the series, the It prequel series, Welcome to Dairy, and we might get a Skarsgård back to play Pennywise, and I hope we do. Wow! So, um, I'm excited about that one. We'll see how it goes. A um, series, huh? <clears throat> yes, a series. Mm. Um. Actually, this was, I was going to talk about this a longer, but I'm going to add this to our short list real quick. I'm curious how John's going to feel. We are getting more Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. They won't tell us what age or anything it's going to be, but we're getting more Lord of the Rings movies. Should I don't know. It's just okay. a TV show. All right. Okay. I kind of was able to deal with the Amazon one and I didn't like it. I let it go and I just sort of had fun with it. I don't know how I can what they're going to do or what their idea is going to do, because I know going back into the history of the making of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, they tried to make it so it was only two movies and Peter Jackson fought to make it three, which was good. The good decision when it came to the Hobbit, two should have been your limit. Mm -hmm. Okay, you should have had a put the limit at two. You should have flipped that one around and said, yes, we're going to stop at two. But how do you feel about them going outside of what he directly wrote and touching either or either making up stuff or doing like the Cimmerillion? Well, I guess it'll depend on the quality. I mean, I don't know. It's a hit or miss proposition. You could be like, say, oh, I'm excited about it and like be massively disappointed or like do what I'm going to basically do and do like a wait and see and just see what kind of do they do a quality or do they do a hack job? You know, I'm not going to pass judgment and say, oh, don't do it. My impulse would be like, I would be very wary. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in Tolkien that has never been produced into a film or drawn out into a full length picture that could be taken as a thread and drawn on and tugged on and see where it goes um i'm just i'm i'm just very wary and it's gonna be like a wait and see i'm not gonna like give it my blessing or say oh i'm super excited about it. i'm gonna be like let's see what they do let's see what they come up with let's see what direction they decide to go in and we'll like we'll do a wait and see all right i just i just feel like i feel like this is like a trap like this is like the ultimate a trap of like the studio wants more money do it I'm indifferent. That's pretty much close <laughs> what I am too. So, sorry, I did not mean to cough in your ear. I was trying to mute, but didn't hit it in time. Yeah, that's okay. Um, My question yes. is, I, I guess, are all of these in the same Tolkien universe as Jackson's, or are they technically? Well, Peter Jackson's doing it right. 
Isn't he the one no. they're thinking? No, we don't. Know, we don't know. We don't. Him on board. No, we don't. Sure I mean, if not. he's there, he'll probably just be a producer. But sure. I were you, were, Eric? Was your question? Are you saying are all of them linked together, or just this new set? Just the new set that they're proposing, I guess. Because because Rings of Power is tied back to the the Jackson universe of of War of the Rings. In theory, in theory. the new stuff Generally, would yes. be. And in theory, the Amazon stuff is also, but the Amazon yeah. stuff does not have to be because they don't have the rights to that. They only have the rights to do TV stuff. So they may want to thread that line very carefully. What if we just get the Tom Bombadil um, adventures? Just Tom, nothing else. It's just Tom <laughs> smoking his pipe. Well, you know, you Seven know hours. Justin, Justin will be happy about that. There'd be lots of people who would be happy about that. I mean, I think he was one of the ones who was a big critic about the fact that we didn't get that him in the original trilogy. So I remember correctly. Jumping to some other um, odd news in there. Um, Aquaman, apparently, according to rumors and reports. Apparently, Aquaman 2 is getting very bad test screenings. Oh, I'm just going to put that there. I heard that, too. Yeah. I heard that. I was like, oops. That that seems to be why um Jason Momoa is wanting to go to Lobo and jump ship. So just throwing out there. Um and then um before I get to the longer news items, this one is clearly this one's very much a rumor, but it makes a lot of sense when you start to tie the pieces together. But the rumor is Spider Verse two was delayed as long as it was. Because they needed time to work out a contract deal with Tom Holland to get Tom Holland in the movie. But it won't be animated. He will be live action. That when they're, when they're hopping into the different um, verses, Miles will go into a real world verse and we'll meet that Spider-Man. Does that mean we're going to meet a real Miles? I don't know. No one said in the room. Or all they talk about is that there's a live action Tom Holland kind of cameo in the movie. So maybe it could be cool if he jumps through and we just see Miles in the suit live action and he grabs Tom and pulls Tom into another world. So we have animated Tom. That would be one way to do it. But mm. anyway, just keep that out there. Interesting. Now let's do some, some the longer form news. Um, I'm going to start with this one. Did you watch Hawkeye? Did you both watch Hawkeye? Yeah. The series. All right. You remember yeah. that wonderful um, musical that they went and saw? Rogers the Musical? <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Rogers the Musical will be opening at Disneyland. I had a feeling that was going to happen at some point. Yep. Um, like a little 30 minute sort of. Yep. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a civilian all day. And it's supposedly going to maybe only be run through the summer. It would open soon and then run through the summer and then they would close it and it never be seen again. Disneyland or Disney World? Land. <laughs> yeah, because that's where they can do the Marvel stuff. They can't do the Marvel stuff in <laughs> the other one. Because yeah. that's where there's a million uh, actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and they can hire them quickly. And even... Does that make you want to fly Wait, they out can't to... do Marvel in Orlando yet? No. I don't think I knew that. Oh, is that because yeah. of islands? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. They can't do anything east of the Mississippi. Until when? When is that? I don't know. Whenever. There's a weird agreement. Goes away. The state of Georgia says it's okay to let you film down there in Florida. So you all there? Well, me. well, it's it's between you. It's a universal 
Yeah. Disney um, agreement from way back in the day. Uh, Uh, So the next news item we're getting, it's going to be called Ultimate Invasion. Um, This is on the comic book side. Oh, yeah. And they're going to basically be doing Secret Invasion, but with the Ultimates. And it seems like I have not read how they got rid of the Ultimate Universe. Um, That was in Secret Secret Wars. Right. That was the Secret Wars thing. My understanding, based on the Entertainment Weekly, I think it was Entertainment Weekly um, article that they, Jonathan Hickman, broke the story through, or I should say Marvel broke the story through. Um, It seems like Xavier might have been a big piece of that. And apparently, they are going to be hunting down him. It's from what I read, what it sounded like was they want revenge with Xavier. And Xavier also realizes that they still kind of exist. So um, thoughts, John? I know you were. I I mean, I, 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 if they let Hickman do what he wants to do and stop micromanaging him, he has the potential to turn out something that's going to probably be pretty decent. Um, well, it sounds like he also wants to bring the ultimate universe back and like merge the worlds. Well, I mean, they could do that. Yeah. Be fun. I mean, I mean, he got to oversee its destruction anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? Eric, does this make you want to read comic books? Nah. <laughs> All right. like, I mean, every so often I, I like to read them. It's fun. But like, as far as uh, just pick it up and that's my that's my thing now. Probably not. All right. All right. Well, on the Marvel news, on the comic book news, <laughs> the last news story is, um, did you watch Walking Dead? No. Do you know anything about Walking Dead? Oh, Either yeah. of you. I know pretty I much do. everything about it that was ever reported in Entertainment okay. Weekly. Because they do you did know, like if I say covers gl- a year of that shit. <laughs> if I say Glenn, do you know, can you picture Glenn in your head? Yeah, I think I've seen this story too. He was in um, Don't Look Up. Yes, he's in Don't Look Up or no or no. He's in Nope. Maybe um, and he's in, the alien thing. The, yeah, the that one's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Nope. He's okay. in Nope. He was in um, Sorry, Don't Look Up. Some other thing. Yeah. I can't remember what it Yeah, was he's called. coming to the Marvel Universe, isn't he? Yes, he is coming mm. to the Marvel Universe. He's gonna play a role, a significant role in Thunderbolts. And apparently he's going to be a pivotal role for the MCU going forward. We don't know who that is. So that's the news story, but I want to ask you both, who do you think he's playing? Because I have thoughts. Well, you share your thoughts, because I have actually not given this a lot of thought on whether and who he's going to play or not. So, I can. Who was he, he in, in Nope? Do you remember? Was he? I like... haven't. I haven't seen Nope yet. I just know he's in it. He oh, plays okay. some guy who's like selling some stuff. He looks like he's being a huckster. Yeah, he looked like a huckster. I haven't in seen the it either. I've been wanting to watch it, but yeah, he looks like he's playing some sort of huckster. Who gets pulled in with them and they're in the whole like UFO thing. Yeah. Okay. Let me look up Glenn. All right, you look him up and I will okay. So I think here... I think maybe you're talking about like the Best Buy Geek Squad. So, so I will say my Rachel um actually worked with him when she worked at Steppenwolf. Um he oh. was and he was in up um at Step or no, sorry, he wasn't in up. That was um Rachel. Um uh, Brosnahan. Um, he was in. Um... Oh, now I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, he she worked with him uh, when she was at Steppenwolf. Um, so my theory, because they're saying he's pivotal, I think he's one of two people. Both make sense for Thunderbolts, depending on where they go with Thunderbolts. But if they're going on going to Genosha to steal adamantium for Val, mm-hmm. um, 
I think he could be one of two people. He could be Amadeus Cho. Is it Amadeus Cho? Yeah. He could be him. Makes a lot of sense. Or hear me out. It's going to be really wild and crazy. What if he's Reed Richards? Interesting. He could, he could be Reed Richards. Mm. Somewhere there are some uh, white supremacists going. Well, there could be some people who be sending me some hate mail, which you can send me hate mail <clears throat> if you would like at not funny guys, not off the reels <laughs> at gmail.com. Send your hate mail to me and I will gladly laugh at it and not respond back. <laughs> exactly. Eric, do you want to take a shot at who you think he could be? Oh. This is just speculation theater right now. I I honestly can't like the idea of maybe like I guess Mr. Fantastic would be interesting. Um what about Silver Surfer? It's kind of a left left side for that, but kind of comes back into play with those characters in general. Could be. Silver Surfer could I could accept that. I like that one actually. I'll throw that out there just to to own it because right. I probably just knowing that that storyline in general, a I don't really know a ton mm-hmm. about the Thunderbolts, so I, I I couldn't really dive in there. So I'm I'm kind of going off what you guys are saying in terms of finding peripherals. Well, so for Thunderbolts, if, do you know if, Suicide Squad? Yeah. What if they're sent on a mission I mean, to retrieve something? And it happens to be the Silver Surfer. Yeah. In a government mm-hmm. research building somewhere. Yeah. And now he's he's you know part of the MCU for the next chapter basically at that point. Yeah, it sounds like impactful. with significant role, I think he's going to be a big part of the MCU. So who do you think? Me or John? You. I already said, I think Reed Richards or oh. Amadeus Cho. Okay. I'll go with Amadeus Cho, but Silver Surfer would be a fun one too. Silver Surfer would be fun. I like that suggestion, Eric. That was good. Nice. Although I will say this, Eric, I wasn't going down a villain trail and silver surfer kind of makes me go there because of galactus but what if he was actually um dr doom Ooh, ooh, that could be an interesting take on dr doom i'm really curious to see how they pull off dr doom ever again <laughs> like i like i they'll do, do obviously they'll do it yeah i know but like like how do you adapt him in a way that is still photogenic basically in the modern MCU with it's, it's a little stylized at this point, right? The MCU. Yeah. It's got its own kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's got its own aesthetic, but um, Eric, I'm going to um, normally would not ask this in the, and while we're actually going, but uh, Mr. Evans, may I please be able to share my screen? Okay. For one moment, so you can all get a live reaction of Eric's comments or Eric's thoughts as I show something. He has not seen the movie that I'm about to show him an image from. All right, one second. And here we go. Eric, I present to you Modoc. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go back on that thought of can they do Dr. Doom <laughs> as a stylized all right book? all right all right so all right hold on <laughs> first of all 
Touche. <laughs> Second of all. <laughs> Second of all, they are different characters in terms of plot and relevance. Yes, but they made this. I think they could put a man in a metal mask. All right, all right, all right. All right, we'll we'll leave it there then. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an audio media, media. Yeah, exactly. No, we, no, we didn't spoil anything for you that you shouldn't have already seen in a preview. No, right. No, he would have seen it in a preview. <laughs> new rock stars broke that down for me long ago. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That is our news. I'm going to jump over to um, something we haven't done in a bit. Um, we have an email, which you can write to at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com, like Scott B. from Arizona did. Hey, Scott. This is a two-part question. Um, the first part is to Eric and I. What would be the craziest thing you would like the Fast series to do? So let's keep it short. But what do you think the craziest thing? I already kind of know mine, but I want to hear yours first. I want them to find the city of Atlantis with submarine cars. Okay. I want them to incorporate Mission Impossible. I want oh, Ethan Oh, that would Hunt. be so cool! <laughs> no, oh, Tom and, Cruise would never do it. And, never do it. I, and I want John Wick also. I want... I could see John Wick folding in. I could see John Wick. Folding. So that's the first part of um, Scott's question. The second part is to John. What would it take to get you to actually watch the Fast series? <laughs> Who's this? Scott, right? In Arizona? Scott. Scott, man. I like you, Scott. Scott. <laughs> uh, Arizona. Right into next week, Scott. <laughs> Keep it going. Let's let's get him watching it. Maybe, maybe you can, like, you know, cause me to, like, have to spend extended time in a hospital after a procedure and I'm only half conscious. How's that vasectomy looking? <laughs> They're not that hey, Let's not discuss movie. personal that's a HIPAA violation, my friend. They're HIPAA not that violation. Bad They're not right, that right. bad. <laughs> and speaking of that, no, that's a day surgery you're in and out pretty quickly. That's a good point. Yeah, you need a you need what is it? Nine times roughly two hours each? Arguably, yeah. right? So 18 hours. Yeah, you need a solid day. That's a full day marathon at this point. He needs COVID. Oh, God. Please don't wish that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Scott, I for writing in. I managed to avoid that thank myself, thankfully. When they I go to not. Atlantis, that's when you should watch for sure. <laughs> or when John Wick shows up. Or when they blend with Assassin's Creed, then I'll watch it. You should be careful what you ask for. They've got a lot of crazy <laughs> shit. Well, Assassin's uh, Creed's going to Atlantis too, so you know, hey, yeah, yeah. But I could see them merging with the modern version of Assassin's Creed. I could too. Come in. I could totally I, see I, they get. They I get really want that franchise get revived. Can, can I go on a slight Eric rant for a second? You know, sure. Go, go off, off. The Assassin's Creed movie. Gosh darn it! Like, grinds my gears how bad that was. Because <laughs> hey. it could have been. It could have been so good. True. Because it wasn't well, bad. Here's the frustration I have. You have modern cinema. I get that they're playing homage to the fans and the games, and they're all historical and shit, but you really should have had a better modern storyline parallel to that that they were also kind of living through. And it, it just it just fell apart in every other way I could think of, and it just... Like the third act, uh... I would have liked to have been spend more time in the past, and I feel like the third act did kind of fall apart a bit, 
But I think it was also playing with the idea that they would get more because it obviously set up things. So, yeah. Well, that's that's my that's my gripe. I'll get off my soapbox right, now. It's fine. It was it was I I I wanted it to be so much more. I wanted I wanted better leaps of faith too. I think there was only like one main one that I can remember. Yeah, I would you know, like what, to say Marianne Coutillard. Yeah. What's that guy's name in uh, Jan Grand Theft Auto who you have a friend who you can call up and get the police off your back? What was that guy's name? Guy with a cane. I'm going to go place a call to him right now. Eric, what's you remember? I'm going to get your <laughs> I, I, got, I got nothing, but I, again, I leave with yeah, Marianne. No, she I makes that movie. I need a hit. I need a hit. It's um, <laughs> Northern Virginia. Here's the other <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Scott, uh, for writing in. Uh, we hope to hear back from you again. Uh, yeah. Good question. Thank you. Thank you. Again, you can write in yourself at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. So that is that. And so now let's take a moment to recognize a public library in the grand old United States of America. So, Mr. Leinbarger, can you please tell us about a public library somewhere in these? grand old us of a sure uh uh you guys ready for this one it's gonna be it's a little foreshadowy here Ooh, hey, does anyone want to want to take a guess where it could be Ooh, san francisco yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's because of our movie this week so yeah that's that's why but the cool thing is i think there's a little bit more this is actually the excelsior branch library Ooh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, that's right. Um, it is in San Francisco, California. Uh, zip code nine four one one two. Um, it's got a medium-sized collection of Filipino interest materials in both English and Filipino or Tagalog. Uh, for more materials on this subject, you can visit their uh their Filipino American Center at the main library. Um, they themselves at that library speak uh at least three different languages uh, as they advertise on the website. Uh, so they speak English, Spanish, and then Cantonese, Chinese. Um, and then... <laughs> then Let him finish! Uh, another, another fun fact. So this is happening with all the libraries, so you guys will hopefully remember this. They are also open. This may become a running thing. I'm, I'm going to have to start tracking this, I think. Between 1 to 5 every day of the week. So if you can make it to that library between 1 and 5, they're open. I wonder now, why one to five. So that tends to be the Sunday schedule, which means that's why I say everything is one to five. Typically speaking, Sunday is one to five, and then the rest of the week, Saturday is usually a little reduced as well, uh, but not as much as Sunday. The rest of the week, though, is, tends to be like an eight a.m. or nine a.m. until like five or six for most of the the locals. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for finding that for us. You are welcome. Actually, I think some of them even are open to like eight or nine sometimes. Ooh. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. I know. Stay tuned. Uh, so, by the way, this is also, it's on the same side of the street, but it is across a street. You have to do cross the street if you want to go to both. Um, from the Mission Science Workshop, uh, which looked really cool. Just kind of doing a quick peruse of some of the images. Seems like a kind of family-friendly, uh, you know, hands-on sort of science museum. I love it. I love it. Well, thank yeah. you, Eric. That is um, yeah. some fantastic stuff. I can't wait to see what is next week. And if we're going to have a theme. Of I don't know. I'm, I may not. Now. <laughs> like, if it's going to be that easy and of a guess, geez. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to yeah. take a quick break. Um, you won't notice it, but we'll notice it because <laughs> one of us, I'm not going to say which one of us, has to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> And welcome back. Just like that, we're back. How long were we gone? You'll never know. We'll know, but you won't know. Well, at least two of us will know. One of us, their brain's a little foggy right now, so they may not actually know how long we were truly gone. You can figure out which one of us that is. It's not Mr. Evans. I can We went to the quantum that. realm. We don't know how long we were gone at all. <laughs> five all right, years, guys. five hours, five months. We got one more movie of our four to talk about today, and um, I'll be curious to see where we all think about this one. It is Big Hero 6, 2014's Disney animated movie. Um, you can watch it digitally, or you can buy a DVD, Blu-ray, if you know what those are. This is, I'm going to say, loosely based on Marvel Comics' Big Hero 6. Um, it is technically an origin story. I've seen it before. I'm just gonna say, um, for cast or for visual look, everything it's just rad as fuck. Um, it's not really based on the things. Um, we're gonna play a little game in the middle of this, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, I like the Japanese interpretation of San Francisco. That was one of the things I thought was very visually appealing. Yes, San Francisco, right? San Francisco. Um, so I want to, before we get into it, I just want to go through a little bit of the cast real quick um, so they don't get lost and we can acknowledge some people and some amazing works. So Hero, the voice actor, or the actor in it, um, his name is Ryan Potter, and he is in the Titans TV show. He plays Gar, um, so Beast Boy in Titans. Um, in the, they do, uh, there's a big Hero 6 animated show. He came back and does the voice work for that. Um, we've got as go-go Jamie Kwong, who I love to death. Um, I will watch her in anything. Oh, she, she was in Nora from Link. Queens. I loved her in Nora from Queens. She played young yeah. grandma. She's <laughs> also, um, blink and gifted. Oh, no. Nice. She's, uh, Valerie Vale in Gotham. So those two alone are great. I love her as blink. Um, I will literally watch her in anything. TJ Miller. Are we allowed to Fred. talk about him? Isn't he canceled? That's why I just said his name only. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Henney as Tadashi. Or Tadashi. Um, he is in X-Men Origins Wolverine. He plays Agent Zero. Um, he's in the Wheel of Time show. Apparently, he's one of the leads in the Wheel of Time show. Um, I forget this every time, but Wasabi is Damon Wayans Jr. Mm -hmm. I forget that all the time. Honey Lemon is Genesis Rodriguez. Um, she's in Umbrella Academy. Um, she's oh, slow. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's also Allie Leon in Tusk. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, James Cromwell is Robert um, Call Callahan. Did they pronounce it Callahan? Callahan, I think. Yeah, it's Callahan. Yeah, yeah. Callahan. Um, and then Alan Tudyk is Alistair Cree. Hey, let's not go oh, past and then, uh, James Cromwell without and mentioning... How much of a badass he was in L.A. Confidential as the sergeant who was the dirty, dirty cop or the captain. Well, we also got the yeah, Green the Mile and Star oh, Trek first Zephyr I mean, we, we uh, he's he's got so he much. Is, he's got a biography. Like he is biography. He's Logan Roy. <laughs> he's Logan Roy's brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, which cracks me up every time he shows up. 
Alan Tudyk is um, Alistair Cree. He is in a ton of stuff. You will probably know him most recognizably as Hey Hey in Moana. Also Wash in uh, Firefly. <laughs> yes. I think it's and uh, K2, the voice of K2. K2SO in Rogue One. And I believe he might have been in um, the other one. Um, I think he it's was around. I think he was in. Um, well, now I can't think of the show. Did he have a the part show, in Mandalorian? Star Wars. No, not Mandalorian. What was the one that just ended? Now Andor? I can't think of it. Andor, I think he might have done the voice. Did they come back for the K two robots there? Wow. It wasn't. Ooh, the same I would love K2. to see that. Hope to see that in season two. Um, he's also the scroll in Disenchanted. Apparently, he's played Optimus Prime, which now I'm very confused by this. Okay, and intrigued. And he's also Alfred. How is he Alfred? He's in the Batman Radio Adventures. He plays Alfred. Anyway, he's also Clayface in Harley Quinn, which I highly recommend. Oh, nice. And then the last one, because I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of people in this, but um, uh, Maya Rudolph is yeah. Aunt Cass. Yeah, that was cool. So I just wanted Love to Maya Rudolph. acknowledge all of them before we like get into the weeds. Bridesmaids, one of my favorite with her. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. I, I, my first note, I just want to throw this out there before we really get into it. Fuck, this movie is gorgeous. I don't know what yeah, you know, but it yeah. is stunningly yeah, really beautiful. Really nice. Great, great, great. I want to live in that version of San Francisco, like, really badly. <laughs> Same. Oh, it's so, I love that. That's my second note, is I love the city designs, the floating blimp kites. Oh, that it's was beautiful. I love that. That was such a great city. detail. I was like, can we do that in real life? Could we do that? I'd love to do that. Elon, get on that. <laughs> no, on that, no, no. Not do that something moron. useful. Yeah, do something useful for him. He's got to fight for his own free speech on Twitter still. Come at me, Elon. It, Elon doesn't have pussy. Things. He just takes over things. Yeah. Um, I love the opening fight of this, and I love <laughs> the con um, job he pulls. The, the, the little robot that's mm-hmm. just like, oh. <laughs> and then like, here's some more money, and then it just does that rotating face, and he's like. You know what I wrote, Casey? That Love reminded that. me of all the ways oh we God. used to scam people with Goldeneye, but we weren't charging money. I agree. It's, it made me feel the same way. Like, just <laughs> like we were like, oh, yeah, no, Casey's like, oh, I guess I'll take Jonathan. I don't think he's that good. And then we like had like a 30 to zero win in tag team. <laughs> We were hustling. Um, I love I love the cat. I love the, <laughs> the fat cat Mochi. Oh, I love the fat cat Mochi. I want a cat named Mochi. Oh, I love that cat. That cat was so awesome. Um, you know, this isn't a Disney movie. Or sorry, the, the no, way you can is. tell this is a Disney movie mm-hmm. is the parents are dead. <laughs> I dead thought that's parents. how you knew it was a superhero movie. <laughs> that's how you know it's a it, look at go look at most of the Disney stuff. Their parents are dead. Almost every sec- single character. Um, so it was pretty good. Um, Walt had a thing. Didn't I want to be. He did. I want to be part of Wasabi's. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. I want to be part of um, Tadeshi's. Part of that lab? Yeah, at school. The Tadeshi's school so awesome. Yeah, and um, Wasabi is the first one of the the side characters I note. Um, his organization is just insane. Well, you know, I wrote down some things about how Gogo is very much like a punk. You know, and that's true sense mm-hmm. of being a punk. Wasabi like has OCD or something oh, close yeah. to it. Honey Lemon is just into glasses and pink, and um, of course, Fred's just a school mascot. Nothing more. Honey Lemon, but he's like... hiding a secret. We find out later. Honey Lemon is a walking stick figure, by the way. Like she's my favorite. 
She's the heart. She's my favorite of the character. She's the heart. She's the heart of the character. She's the heart of the team. I'll yeah. give her that. She's got the coolest like thing. Like her little like tap 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 throw a ball makes something happen. I think it's her the thing feels the most chemistry. inventory. Yeah, you know? chemistry thing. Yeah. It's yeah. the one that's not going to get me killed. Like Gogo's like. When she, Gogo gets like her suit with like her little blade thing, her uh, magnetic blades. I She's Rizzler from Tron Legacy, is what she is. She's gonna just cut yeah. and slice and dice. <laughs> and then and Wasabi's like blade knives. Oh, like, that I would, would be yeah. I'd... Yeah. To me, Honey Lemon's got like the better. Like, okay, I can be your superpower. Like, I can have your power. Like, you're just super smart. What What was um What was TJ's character's name again? Fred. Brad? Fred. 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 Like, as in bread. No, Fred, as in, like, <laughs> Fred and Daphne. Oh, okay, Fred. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So here's my note. Since you bring up since you bring up Fred, uh-huh. this is my note that I wrote right after Sabi's organization is insane. Fred is great. T.J. Miller is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I have to say, this might be T.J. Miller's best in... Deadpool? Huh? Deadpool? The first Deadpool? Because he's in first oh, Deadpool. I don't remember him that way. He's, he's Deadpool's sidekick. He's both. Yeah, but uh-huh. he's a bigger part. Oh, in no, the first yeah, one. yeah. Well, no, I'd still say this is better for him. Okay. All right. I can it's see. a little more, sub- I, this not subdued, but it just doesn't allow him to take He was in Ready Player himself. One, too. They really changed oh, that's that right. character. He is in Ready Player One. Yeah, he changed that character that he plays in that one. Did you guys see the foreshadowing um, when Baymax? In his containment suit or containment unit, when he's in, when he goes into like rest mode, he's in a red shell that looks like a tiny version of the red oh, armor. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of noticed that. I see that. You mean the walking marshmallow that he is? Yes, which he's adorable in real life. When you because when you get to meet him at Disney, oh, he's adorable. Do they actually have him build out like a big balloon Baymax? Yeah, it's it's the blue or sorry the um the white Baymax when you see him. Nice, it's really yeah, cool. He, I have to say, like I forgot. I, I know we're kind of going through some of the early stuff, but like this movie's a comedy, like straightforward mm-hmm. slapstick hilarity, in my opinion. With like Baymax as a character is like the one of the best like physical comedy you know characters. Okay, and we didn't talk movie. about the guy who Harry Baby, character. but Scott Harry Aiden, Baby, Scott Aiden. Yeah, you should have given him. Yeah, for sure. He is Sorry, a I great actor. Yeah, I, I love him in 30 Rock. He is all over the place and has done so much stuff, but he is a fantastic voice actor in this one, too. I agree. Thank you for uh, pointing him out. Um, yeah, I no, I forgot I, I, when I realized it was him, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, is it just me? Am I, was I crazy? Like, right after we see the school, when, um, when Hero is starting to, like, I got to buckle down and create all these little bots. That's the Rocky theme, right? I wasn't crazy. Don't they do the Rocky theme in that montage? I felt like they were playing wrote, on it. Maybe I, I wrote Rocky music. Um, well, they did. A, they did a. It was a nice. It was a good montage. montage. I like the, yeah. the, the 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 day the night sort of like. Yeah, that was kind of cool. You know the transference thing that was really fun. Um, I didn't. I didn't catch Rocky. I, that didn't trigger for me. In, in my mind, it was Rocky, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, they were definitely um, using some sort of um, montage esque music, which I think Eye of the Tiger has kind of had that similar vibe and usage too. 
mm-hmm. um, in terms of Rocky music. But then again, I think there's a there's a common theme to a lot of those songs that are used like that. If it's not that, then it's probably something that's in a similar key or a similar sound vibe to it. And of course, he's dead set on breaking through his like his block to go to that. He really wants to go to that Sanford, that robotic institute showcase thing. Mm-hmm. Where we get to meet Alistair Cree. And immediately we realize that he and Callaghan have a problem with each other. Foreshadowing. Yeah, they do. Foreshadowing. I love after the um, demonstration Hero does, there's a robotic hand and like a stationary hand and the robotic hand is clapping. It's clapping, yeah. I like that. And I'm like, I was like, who's controlling? I'm like, did, did the robotic hand just like do it himself? Like, I'm so confused. Sentient. I just want to say like, I'm a little curious by the fact that uh, Callahan um, invented the device that he's basically just shrunk yes. and get claimed extra credit for. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hold it. Okay. Here. Sorry. sorry. Am, am, I'm no, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I just, I've got what I was going to try to find. Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. Sorry. Okay. Talking. Keep talking. That's not the Rocky. <laughs> Apparently that's not where the Rocky thing was, but I thought I heard Rocky. All right. Um, keep talking. Sorry. Um. Yeah, no, I just I think it's it's interesting that like that like he what am I trying to say here? Well, they they pull a red herring it's, on Cree by misdirecting you at him. Well, obviously that yes. that so he I, has I a little more. This a this kid's invention is incredible. These nanobot things that yes. he builds, but I'm also like at the same time, how has that not already kind of been invented in this seemingly? super futuristic modern version where that technology already exists at the school because it was invented by the guy who is now judging that competition. I I think the difference is he found a way to tie it to your thoughts. He found the neurotransmitter, Mm. whereas the other guy did. He Hank Pym did. He shrank it and controls it with his thoughts. Okay, here we go. So this is right before the montage. So tell me if, if I'm wrong in thinking this is Rocky. It is Ant-Man. It is an Ant-Man story. It is an Ant-Man story. <laughs> All right, here we go. Is this the Rocky? I don't think it is, but I think I know why. It's the base. It's the base, okay. the little plucking of the base that has that little dun 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 It has dun, the same dun, kind of like... Dun, 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 yeah, there's dun, something dun, in there. I can dun, see where you would think that. I don't think okay. it is, but it does have similarities, it's, I think. To the way it's trying it makes to me think of Eye of the Tiger. I think it has that connection to the idea of something you put in a montage, too. Yeah. Right. So, sorry. Sorry, I had to derail for a second, but I was like, that was <laughs> it just stuck out of my mind. Um, that's foreshadowing of something else I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But um, yes. So, the Callahan stuff, I think it is interesting. You're right. It is very Ant Man. I didn't think about that, Eric, until um, just now. You, you're spot on. It is Ant Man, except for these are little. Instead of being ants, it's just these tiny, yeah, little, robots. tiny, tiny little nanos. Um, and then we get to fuck you, Disney. <laughs> fuck you, Disney. Stop killing people on screen, you dirty bastards. Kadashi, you no. fucking make me cry every goddamn time. Well, this is this where the story takes up. a real different turn, though, too, because when you have the mm-hmm. idea that Tadashi and Al- Callahan are both dead, and then you have Hero, it becomes like a story about dealing with grief. Yeah, like he, everything after yeah. that is about him processing 
his grief in different ways. In fact, when we get further along and he finds out that Callahan's alive and his desire to go over that threshold into like almost villainy, it's pure anger. It's pure desire for revenge driven by unprocessed grief. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's obviously I mean, going through depression. He doesn't register for school. He's not talking to friends, which he now has Tadashi's friends, you know. Yeah. And then, of but course, I mean, he even... really finds Baymax by hurting his foot. Right. Which I when, I love that moment when he hurts his foot and then Baymax comes out and then it scares Hero and Hero falls on the floor and the hammer is just like, it's <laughs> like, what, what's he say? It's like, uh, he, Hero, oh, rate your pain. Rate your pain between th- your, and another your, thing hits him, and it's just constant. <laughs> that is and, that is one of, one of the moments I was like, "Oh, this is a slapstick comedy." Absolutely, and then the whole part about like, I can read your vitals. You are flowering into manhood. Diagnosis <laughs> puberty. Part, correct, yeah. Diagnosis <laughs> puberty. That was a line that I chuckled real hard at. Well, so that and then it's like diagnosis puberty, and that's when he's like flowering into manhood. Because I wrote that line down very specifically because it cracked me up. Um, and then we get to it goes to that slapstick comedy that it's almost like a door farce for a few minutes as he's chasing him down the streets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we get to this beautiful scene of ba- farting Baymax. That's when you yes, can tell it's a kid's I wrote movie. that down. He deflates <laughs> like he's farting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or better yet, uh, when he's on low power and he's drunk. Yeah, oh, I love. I, I love, love that. Drunk, like, his low power mode is like I could drive home. I could drive home. Where's my <laughs> yeah. key? Where's my keys? Harry baby. <laughs> Harry baby. Um, that's oh. the line I quote the most from this movie is Harry baby all the time. Okay. <laughs> Another thing that really like took a stab at my heart from Disney. Baymac asks about Tadashi. Where is yes. he? Oh, it's like, yes. Oh, you said it. And drag it back up. Watching this movie. After just having to go through the death of a family member, it is very strange um, the way it hits now versus how it hit before. Um, So again, fuck you, Disney, and killing off characters on screen. Well, don't don't get me started Um, on Pixar. I have major issues with Pixar messing with my emotions way too many times. Inside out, inside out, up. And um, soul, all three yeah. of those have messed with my emotions, and I'm like, Rachel, Rachel started watching um, Wakanda Forever last night, and so I watched the. We got halfway through it before she fell asleep. Yeah, that she was, was just tired. Um, and God, that first half of that movie, you're just oh, mm. you go on a journey. Oh, we'll with talk Siri. about that later. You really do. You go on a journey yeah. with her. Yeah, it's another movie about grief, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we'll we will talk much more in depth on that one when we get mm-hmm. to it. But uh, yes, it is it is a movie all about every. Rachel actually asked me this question: Whose movie is this? Is this the Queen's movie? Is this Shuri's movie? And I said, actually, it's it's everyone's movie. It's, it's Wakanda's every, movie. You're watching. What's the whole audience? We're mourning Chadwick. But, but you're but you're watching each person in Wakanda grieving in a different way. And they're all grieving for different reasons and for different things, all based on the death of one all person. From, yeah. yeah, and it's it's interesting to to watch, uh, but very difficult to me, watch. It makes um, me think what it must have been like. We'll get back to that. When, what makes me think about what it must have been like when people talk about when they found out JFK died. 
the different mm-hmm. kinds of ways people reacted to that. People who obviously knew him, who were close to him, but also regular Americans. Everybody had a different kind of response. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we, we will definitely get, we'll get, we'll get back to definitely that. Yeah, yeah, we'll the, come back. That one. And then, of course, so we meet the, the funny mask guy. The Kabuki, I love the design. I love Ooh, nice. the villain design. Um, then we go to the amazing police officer. <laughs> I love the cop. I love the tape. <laughs> the tape. Yeah, what's the, that's playing with the cop? Is like, so you didn't see the guy, like all that. And then there's actually a Disney re- movie reference hidden within this, where because they're like that darn cat. Um, yeah. I think it's the cop who says that darn cat. Hmm. Um, but then it gets to the drunk um, Harry baby, Harry baby. Um, then he goes after I, I love the, guy the cop scene. After I like when Baymax downloads a database about personal loss. Yeah, and that leads it's him cool. to contact Tadashi's friends, Mm-mm. start hugging him. Well, he all he wants to do is upgrade and put armor on him. Right, he wants to put in the make. He wants to make Baymax Keanu and no kung fu. Right. I know kung fu. Yeah, he, um, yeah, and then he goes tracking the guy the down to the, like the docks, mm-hmm. where he then gets meets up with the friends who show up looking for him. Yeah, and then there's that insane car chase. And this the, is the, the Mach one, Mark one armor at this point too, right? Yeah, the Mark one armor, yeah, <laughs> if you will. Um, Which and then we, I say by the way, the the port scene and all of that, like I understand its relevance to the plot and and the pieces and things like that. And you had to that led to the bigger set piece at the end, right? right? Uh, but I actually feel like this movie falters in its in its storyline at times. And that that plot can be a little thin, and mm-hmm. that this guy's just kind of hanging out and like it just so happens that everywhere they're going so is this guy type thing you yeah. know and i i know that they're following the little robot you know and then the glass tin but it is very it is very thin in terms of plot but it really drives us in in a in, in a in a direction for the story so i understand it but i just remember kind of thinking at that part of the story is like it doesn't i feel like there's something missing like there's just some sort of context missing Wait until we get to the MCU, Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, they gonna, crash into the water, and then we end up finding out when they go to find a place to hang out, they find out what is Fred? Super rich. Yeah, like, wait, rich. Fred's rich? Like, yes. where did, like this I'm comes out of nowhere. Um, one of my favorite lines right before we find out Fred is rich, real quick, is go, go, go. I love that. It's just where they're like, go, go, go. <laughs> um, and it cracks me up. Um, I love that whole car chase. Actually, I thought that was a lot of a lot of fun. Yes, um, but yes, we do get to Fred is rich, and now for a quick interlude of Stan Watch. Did you catch Stan in Stan. Fred's house? Where was where was Stan? He was in the picture. That's right. He's in the picture. That is our first stand of the stand watch as we go because we're about to. He is Fred's uh, dad in the picture. He is Fred's dad in the picture. Um, we will be getting um, a lot more as we go along. Almost every week we will be able to play stand watch um, going from this. Next week we won't, but then after that we should be in, in stand watch. Not, um, not to jump ahead perhaps too much in this, this breakdown here, but this is also our first post-credit, yes? 
um that of, of what we watched of what we've watched yeah including um no Hulk. technically no um no, they were going thor Hulk versus wolverine yeah well yeah Hulk versus wolverine because of the deadpool there's the um, oh yeah you're right you're actual right. you're right that we've, yeah. Yeah, we've sorry, done. I forgot about that one. um but this one does also have one mm-hmm. um so yes we do we do get our first stan and stan watch um also in fred's house um since we're talking about background stuff did you notice batman no the batman yeah. costume and when they're in the room when they're just dis- when they're starting to figure out they're going to create power of their own suits um there's a one shot where you can see a batman costume hmm. back there and then the rest of the room is full of different um like 80s anime and american anime um cartoon stuff there's like power ranger helmets they're modified just enough that they don't look like power rangers mm-hmm. um or super sentai depending on how they wanted to go um but there are little signs of that there's little justice league action figures there's all types of stuff hidden in his room if you go back and um look at some of the background but there is a batman um, and then we get to we get to montage of well, I like to think this is another element here that this idea that they're becoming a superhero group, almost as if it's a support group. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's an emotional support group. Yeah, very it's, much so. I, it almost feels like as they're through, all grieving in their own ways. Yeah, and it, even through that first fight, right, and mm-hmm. that first kind of confrontation. It almost feels like the the friends are there more for hero than mm-hmm. they are for any sort of you know mission of their own. You right. Know? They are they are truly there to be with him. Yeah. Because this is what he wants to do, and so they're kind of help ushering him. Yeah. Along. It's what he needs to grieve to move exactly. past his brother's his brother's exactly. loss. Um. So we get to that montage, and <laughs> my favorite note I've written in all, all of this is Heathcliff. Couldn't give any more fucks as he's standing there and everyone's <laughs> trying to take that mask. He's just like <laughs> drinking his tea, do whatever he's got to do. He's just like, whatever, I get paid. <laughs> Which, to be fair, this is where I mean, speaking of Batman, Alfred would have been fighting back and, and posing a risk to the extent that, like, maybe they needed that. Yeah, uh, as, as we might find out later, that they, they weren't really ready for a, a villain who fights back. Yeah. <laughs> So so now we get to, to, to their costume. So um, pull up in the Google Doc. Um, there's two images for you. Um, these are from their comic books um, to the comic books. So there's the Big Hero 6 comic books and the comic book. And then there's the Sunfire and the Big Hero 6. Um, one's a cover, one's an interior page. But you can see the comic book designs for them. And I believe the one that's the interior page is from their first appearance. Well, we're talking like about that, movie. I was thinking about the montage about how they each sort of developed those things we saw them working on early on into part of their superpower costumes. So you have like the energy blades for um, Wasabi. The blade almost like character becomes Gogo. Honey Lemon has the bubbles and the chemicals, and then Baymax and Hero. I'll pull it up. So I, I, I will say this: I liked all of their costumes. The one, so I. I liked uh, Gogo. I think it is her costume is the coolest, but kind of it didn't seem practical. It felt the most kind of um, comic booky, if you will, almost mm-hmm. of them all, or, or kind of that where it, it it seems functional, but then you kind of start thinking about it. You're like, wait a minute, this would be a, a horrible design in, in all reality. Um, same with the guy with the um, with. Um, 
wasabi's hands, right? I mean, I I think that's a cool thing, but it, it feels a little one note, and I, I wish they had kind of found a way to kind of spruce it up a little bit more with him. Um, I liked, I, I did like um, Honey Lemon, uh, you know, and her stuff as well. Um, I thought that was kind of cool how she had a computer. I, I do kind of like, I think it was interesting to see them in battle each time that they were, uh, because none of them were really great at battling until like really the end when even then the goal wasn't to battle. Uh, the goal was to destroy uh, in a way, um, but we'll get to that obviously. But so, so to me, all of their, their um, stuff seems impractical. None, however, more so in terms of impractical uh, superhero costumes than Fred's. I, I really, I get like, it's, I don't think this, this time watching it through versus uh, almost what, nine years ago, I think it came out in 2024 or, you know, eight and a half years ago, whenever it was um, at this point, like I, I think it, it, I remember at that time, I kind of laughed at that joke more than I think I did this time <laughs> because I was like, ah, it's a stupid costume. Like, I'm almost like kind of mad at it because I feel like Fred should have known, you know, like, oh, you know, go, um, you know, Fred should have like. Oh, you mean here. the lazy ass guy who like, thinks he's going to be the team captain? Yeah, like, I mean, well, I mean, he just had such a cool, like, he seemed like such a comic book fan, right? He has all this deep knowledge, and then he's basically a, a, a walking mascot again, you know? It's like, all right, like, cool. Like, there's nothing that great about the costume, I guess. There's nothing else to say. No, I, I agree. All of the colors are cool. So this is um, this is one of the images to talk about. So here's Hero um, right okay. here. Um, this is Baymax, I yep, Baymax. No charge um, to browse picks. What are you talking about? Here's um here's Fred. Okay. Right there. Um Wasabi. Interesting. Go go. Go go actually looks probably the closest to yeah. and yeah. then Honey Lemon. Honey, honey Lemon's a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta see why Disney might have chosen not so, like, to uh... it's it's quite interesting. I'm I'm imagining their profiles are incredibly different. You know, yeah, like I said, one's a walking stick figure. This one is Pamela Anderson <laughs> as a stick figure. As a stick figure <laughs> in the 1990s. <laughs> yeah, and then here is um. So this is from a mini series. I'm going to ask for that image later. You know, <laughs> <laughs> here's from a uh, mini series. Oh, yeah. uh, I remember that one. So Hero Baymax again, a little bit of a different design for him. Here's Honey Lemon. So they've um, made her a little bit more conservative. Gogo stays pretty close to the same. Um, and then Wasabi and Fred are not actually in it. Um, it was Silver Samurai and Sunfire were the other two they used. So two X-Men characters. But Gogo is pretty consistent. Hers actually looks the closest to her movie counterpart, particularly like the colors. Yeah. So was um, was Wasabi an Asian character in the in the, the series books? Because it looked like it in the last picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It was a it was a team out of Japan, so anyway, that is um that's them. So you can see their original design looks, um based on where they are. So I would say um so wait, were this... they always out of Japan? I mean, was yeah. San Francisco something new that Disney did? Yes, that was a, that's a Disney creation. Uh -huh. hey, <laughs> hey, I like when they finally start going to look for things and they decide to have Baymax commit a pri invasion of privacy on every citizen in the city by scanning their vitals. 
Oh, do you mean like doing a um, like in Batman? Yeah, yeah. where it's like oh, like let's a Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. So if he's let's taking everybody's medical vital, he just created a HIPAA violation for everybody. But does HIPAA exist in this? Uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. World. <laughs> Here you go. Um, here's a. Oh, wait a here's a a Fred image. Oh, so this is. Oh, sorry. No, this is a them showing side by side. Yeah, here's a Fred. Fred, not Fred. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Anyway, yeah, this uh, is very different from the comics. That's uh, that's that's uh that's a mild way to put it. Um. Uh, yeah. So that is on that one. Um. Jumping along in the story. So we've seen the costumes. They're going out. Um, Heathcliff doesn't give a fuck. And then we find out that, um, oh, what's his name? Alan Tudyk is the bad guy of this movie. Oh, he's so evil. He's so awful. That Alan Tudyk. Oh, but wait, wait. He's not really Alan Tudyk. They threw us. Red herring. Red herring. herring, Yeah. For like five seconds. (laughs) Well, they put this on that island, and we get to find out about Project Silent Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Which then I wrote, I wrote, wait a minute, it's a revenge plot? And then Fred goes, wait a minute, it's a revenge plot? <laughs> and it made me laugh that, like, moments after I typed it, he says it. It's a revenge story. You know, they did a classic trope when um they get attacked while they're on the island, and um, Wasabi asked that question, like, what's the plan? And, like, nobody answers. Everybody just asks. There was none. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. No plan. Did you notice the thing, the trope that so many movies that time period did? For, like, five years, big blockbuster movies did, a, did a, the same trope. Did you notice it? Because it's around this time in the movie. It's in Avengers. It's in Ghostbusters. It's in Ghostbusters. It's in um oh there's another one around the same time period. A big glowing hole in the sky mm. where stuff is going into it and a beam is oh, coming down. Oh yeah, yeah. So many movies in this time period do that same exact thing. And it became like a punchline. That becomes something that like that's uh, that's our finale in that final sequence. Very much that, yes. Well, that, and that's where, it's, but it can't. We start to see like we, when they yeah, get we get the hint that, because like, of the, the way plan, they have to that's when you yeah. And as soon as I saw the structure, I was like, "We're going. It, this is where it starts." I mean, I don't know if this is the movie where it starts, but and then of course we get a reveal when we find out times. that it's the man behind the mask is really Callahan, yeah. and the Mike robots. He was he was going to steal steal them, and they saved him. And yeah. Tadashi was just being apparently stupid, and now it's a revenge it was story. Just collateral damage. Yep. And of course, but we get goes full, turns Baymax into a full blown killer. Yeah. Until Honeylivin like, stops it and restores Baymax. He takes mm-hmm. he takes away the um the the Tadashi's chip that yeah the yeah. health the healthcare chip. I think and, it's um, we get the Baymax resists the attempt to reprogram him, but for the 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 whole thing sort of for them finally forces Hero into actually accepting Tadashi's loss. Yes, mm-hmm. that whole part where he almost goes too far, you know. Yes, 
Um, and we've got this that whole cool sequence with um, Hero flying, which I want to jump back for a second because I meant to touch on a second ago. Um, do you, uh, Eric, you mentioned how you love how he rides him and yeah, all this like before, a, I, before I sidetracked this. Um, it's like a dragon rider or something, yeah. It's it's really cool, but when he's the first time he rides him, it's almost uh, it's almost exactly out of Iron Man one, when Tony's learning how to fly. It's so uh, close. Interesting. Um, I would actually be curious to see if there's a YouTube video of Tony's first flight with this side by side. I bet you it matches up like pretty the flight decently. path sort of thing. You know, well, not necessarily the flight path, but just not like area, obviously. Right, because there's like this spot where like he's gonna hit a building and then all of a sudden it's just like whoop, straight up uh, into the air and like all those i feel like they per- took several shots mm. just like how um bryce dallas howard took in mandalorian there's one of the sequences in mandalorian season two where um if you line it up with apollo 13 it like matches up shot for shot because she was doing an homage to her dad interesting so i wonder if you matched up iron man in this will you see something similar? Huh. Yeah, um, sure. So, um, which leads me back to the sequence where John was with the flying, like the way they do all the flight stuff um, in this leading up to that fight where we see Callahan and Hero there mm-hmm. um, in this beautiful comic book splash page mm. shot. Oh, of yeah. Like the, the coming down on each other. I didn't mean that to sound as dirty as I did Disney. I'm well, I like how they bring down. him back. They also bring Hero back with that idea where he finally gets to see recordings of his brother creating Baymax. That kind of helps him with Shockley. the acceptance. The acceptance yeah. part of the brief comes in that. Yes. And then they also uncover the footage about why, why Callahan has the grudge against Cree. Mm-hmm. It's because of his daughter, Abigail. Which I thought I did not like that storyline twist. I understood why it was there, but man, that felt like a left field story edition that I agree. Had, that but again, had but... to work, right? Not that it did work; it had to work. It would have been better if it was foreshadowed earlier in the movie. Yeah, it, even yes. if it was yeah. as simple as when they're walking through the school before Tadashi dies, if there had been like a big like plaque to her or something just to show a connection or, or maybe the award, if it had been named after her. Well, even when they're in the, the um, showing off the, the presentation and stuff before. Tadashi That's what I'm talking dies. about. Yeah. In that, if well, that I mean, I don't see why they couldn't have just run into each other then and be like, Oh, and then like, someone's like, Oh, I, I hear there's bad beef there or something like that. You know, well, they like, run into each other. They're just dicks to each other. Well, they ran into each other, but for the purpose of trying to court Hero, right? Right, right. So That's, I'm, yeah. Saying, yeah. I'm saying oh, you add, mean another... add an additional scene before the competition. That way, A, their animosity during the, no, the bidding you. war yeah. makes more sense. I, I got one for also... you. I got one for you, Eric. When they run into you, Callahan gives him a cold look and Cray says, is this about your daughter? Nothing else. Mm. Something like that. Something that hints that there's a daughter, yeah. but we don't say what. We don't tell him what, but we obviously understand that there is something. It it there just felt like such did. a second half of the story, you know, yeah. sort yeah. of plot line. But that, I mean, they like, got yeah, to go they into the, something. They got to go to the quantum realm or into the teleportation tunnel, like Tony did. You know, yeah. or if he like maybe there was something they had a, a scene in Cree's office, and that that picture was on the table, and someone asked, "Oh, that's your daughter." Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, something simple. 
could have helped. And then, but you... and then we and then we see the the scene. We see the scene in the office. Then we see a meeting in the exhibition, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's about his daughter. And then we just that's all. Like that's yeah. two little quick beats to to trigger it in. Do we? Does but then, it... but then the red herring may not exist as much. When right? we find out about the daughter, do we do we see how much earlier it was when she dies? No, it looks like everyone's like three days ago. I know. So that's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, could it have been literally after Tadashi had died? No, no, no. No, I think that came beforehand because they have obviously shut down that whole place. I think that would have because taken remember, time. And he died with Tadashi, or so everyone thought. Callahan, they thought yeah. Callahan died with him. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're, yeah. Right, you're right. He saved himself with the, the nanobots. You're right. Yeah. Um, and so they go the Stranger Things route by keeping it uh, still open and secret. Well, I like the fact that when they uh, finally come up with a new tactic to fight the robots, they actually find their own individual ways to strike back but by pushing them in the portal. Mm-hmm. You know, cutting them up, getting rid of him, and then when this, the fog clears, he's literally got none of them left. Despair. So where so where do you think that little space was, that that quantum realm if of sorts we'll Does never tie back in somehow we'll, we'll, we'll never know probably i mean i think they're going to tie it in and here's how i think they're going to do it here's the here's the path that i think big hero six comes into the mcu what if you could do it in what if you could also do it in secret wars well um, no but you could you could stick with the animation through what if you could but you could also bring them into live action in secret wars I mean, that'd be cool, but it seems really difficult. Possibly. But you could also do live action in um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange 3, because he goes into an animated world for a split second in Multiverse of Madness. It's true. Um, So there's ways they could do it. But right now, I'm going to say it's just mystery world. What if season two? Season two. That'd be great. I wouldn't mind having it. Um. So yeah, I mean it's, and then you get to like, fuck you, Disney. Like Baymax is like, I can do it. Just say you're happy with your care. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck you, Disney. Fuck this you, was Disney. the um inside out moment, right? Where it's like I'm too, yeah. we're too heavy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, and then we find out, you know, yeah, he saves them. Um, Things kind of work back, and uh, fuck you, Disney. Sorry. Um, Don't know. Actually, so we love sad. you, Disney. Please. We do love you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so sad. Oh, this movie is just like tearjerker after tearjerker. Um, it's like make you laugh, make you laugh, make you laugh. We built up this character, and now we're going to kill them in front of your eyes. <laughs> or do they? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we give you. Do we give they? You hope. Here it is. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we go back and we find out that uh, he's still there. He, we still have our Baymax. Just do we have our Baymax? Which Baymax is it? Like the prestige. It's always a yeah. new Baymax. <laughs> it's always a new Baymax. Um, and then you get. Then Damn you, get you to Christopher Nolan. Just, Damn you. <laughs> you, you. You get to those credits and the artwork is so beautiful in those credits. Yes, and I love that um, the credits kind of tell an, another story, like yeah, like kind of like here's here's what it, they lived happily ever after, you know, in this sort of way. Yeah, 
And then um, we get that the next closing credit scene where we find out that Fred gets his weird underwear habits from his father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any sort of tie in from those underwears? Is that supposed to be a certain character? No, that was just something weird they made up for this movie. The two red dot on the yep, yep uh, just axe, just weird for this movie. I um, wear it has front, to be a puzzle box. And I wear it okay. back. Yeah, and I wear it inside uh-huh. out. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like what James brought. It's what what Jim Brockmeyer said about his thing about um Christopher Nolan movies. Everything has to be a freaking puzzle box. I'm sorry, he's a trigger for me. I have to leave. <laughs> Um, I do want to point out real quick because we're not going to get to them, but there are there are two quote unquote canon sequel endings to this. So the first one is in Kingdom Hearts three. They go back and hear um, Baymax is like taken over by the Heartless and comes back as a villain, which is weird that they're like, oh, it's quote unquote canon. Like, no, it's it's really not. Then there's the Big Hero 6 TV show where um, they pop back in the the other chip because he had the other chip pulled aside. Mm-hmm. And we get Hero back and then they just go on adventures. Or sorry, we get Baymax back and they just go on adventures. So wait, are you saying the, the Kingdom Hearts part comes in between the movie and the series? I don't think it's truly canon. I think it was just a mistake they made when they were promoting. Mm. The game is that they were like, oh, and it's going to be canon. We're going to find out what happened to um, Baymax when he's left. But it doesn't make sense when you look at the overall other story um, where the the TV show goes. Uh, But the TV show, they just get the chip back in and he continues on. Okay, I got Um, there is a little there's like an hour long like pilot episode that you could consider a movie if you really wanted to um and i watched it last time i did this but it doesn't really feel like it just feels like it's just a pilot and not necessarily a movie so that's why i didn't include it in this but there is you can find it on disney plus if you want to know more on it but they do get all the voices back for the show oh good damon Except, Wayne's in it too. Ever, i think tj they like yeah replace yeah they they remove him um so that is that is Big Hero Six. It was good. Big I, Hero I, Six. I was completely enthralled. I really didn't like pick up my phone or anything. You know that's such a habit these days. So no, it I I gave it four stars on my end. I can confirm they did recast um, Fred. Yeah. Um, and, and they the recast and Wasabi. Those are the only two. Um, everyone, even Maya Rudolph comes back. Oh, cool. It's it's just Fred and um, Wasabi. Interesting. Um, so, what did you guys? Where did you guys rank it on a, a scale of, of um, one to five, Eric's? I gave it four. I gave it four. four. Yeah, yeah. four. Yeah, I, it was solid. I I give it a three and a half. Ooh, I give it a three why, and a why half. Why do you ding it so much? Um, it's more of just I don't feel like too many things get a five. Um, and so like a four to me is like pretty good and a good pretty good thing there's a couple little like plotty things that for me hold it back a tiny little bit there's a little bit of some pacing stuff in the middle for me um if we were going just on art and voice work it would totally be like a perfect hit 
but there's just a little and like you're like the villains like yeah. motivation and plot and all those things just slowly ding it down en- enough for me um so That's to perfect. me i mean it's still high up so for you guys where is it at first because you guys have the easier so you've seen four things now i assume it's probably your number one out of everything uh, you've seen i think so yeah so far it is my number four keep in mind hulk versus is two things on there so hulk versus is still top for me at this moment um then planet hulk and then big hero six and I, th- it's probably because I just really love the source material for Planet Hulk. And I actually do give Planet Hulk a four stars. Mm. Um, so it's just a little bit further down for me. But I still really enjoy it. I would totally recommend this to anyone with kids, for sure. Especially for the diversity. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, this is one of the first like truly diverse well, things just, that we've gotten to see. It's just a great kids movie in general, you know. Yeah. They, I, so, they have to be old enough to handle... Like tragedy essentially happening to to family, but yeah, you know, and, and and that not cause an awkward car ride home from the theater, if you will, but otherwise, yeah. But it's it's really good. I I do I do recommend it. Um, just personally for me, I like the other two a little bit, but tiny little bit better. So, um, so next week, um, on our wonderful fun, we are going to. Well, I am going to do Spider Man from nineteen seventy seven, the pilot the um live action tv show they did um eric you actually might find it fascinating it's not an awful pilot um just to see how they did the effects Mm -hmm. in 1977 um then i'm gonna do spider-man strikes back spider-man the dragon's challenge that one i've actually never done so i don't know what that one's gonna be and then we will all do 1978's classic (laughs) dr strange Um, if anyone's strange um, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Uh, I will know it for, for next time. All right. Um, if anyone wants to watch along with these, find us out next week on <laughs> these the Spider-Mans you can all find on YouTube. Um, you guys, I put the, the links in there already. Um, Doctor Strange can't find on YouTube. You could a couple of weeks ago, but now you can find it on Daily Motion. Um, it's Doctor Strange. So that will be next week's. And it's whoo. I look forward to the conversations we're going to have on that. Um, and now, before we get to pitch, please, I want to bring back an old little thing we did back from episode 12, Casey's hot take. Don't worry, John, this will be very, very short, but I have a hot take that I have to make. I watched a movie I've never seen before in my entire life last night. I watched Rocky. Hmm. It's a piece of trash. <laughs> Oh, that movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> that movie is boring. Audience, please don't go. Please. Uh, wait, wait, audience. Hey, 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 no. hey. I've, got, I've got a palate cleanser. I've got a palate cleanser to help us get back on track. I've, I've got a palate cleanser, but Casey, finish your hot take. Uh, so, say, Remember, you, folks, right in it, not funny guys, dot off the reels. And address G. Casey. Address it. Yeah, so you can address me. Bring it. Bring it. That movie is trash. Polly is awful. Adrian's the only likable character, and she's not written very well. Rocky's an idiot. Why is he the Italian stallion? Wasn't that Sylvester Stallone's porn name? Like, what's going on? I'm very confused by this movie. The whole like reason for his fight. The whole movie is boring. I fell asleep three times in that movie <laughs> watching it. It is awful. 
Okay, Will I watch right. the others? Probably, because I'm going to watch Creed soon. That's the only reason I put this on. All right, all right. That's my so, hot take. Okay, so the palate cleanses before we wanted to move on to pitch, please. I I I noticed and took down a lot of quotes in Big Hero Six that I and I want to test some of my my co-hosts here. So I'm going to give you a quote, each one of you one quote, and you have to tell me the character who says it. Okay, these were some of my favorite ones, and I did not bring them up in the discussion on purpose. First of all, Eric, here's yours. Yes, we'll say Eric first. Eric, here's yours. There are no red lights in a car chase. That's go-go. Yes, correct. All right, Casey. That's my favorite ones, by the way. When he stops, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) How sad. Uh, Isn't that Tedeschi? Yeah, it is. Good. Like I said, there were some great ones. Like the good one about the cop, he says a balloon man. Mr. Evans, who says woman up? It's not go go. Is that honey lemon? One, one time. I didn't get that. What? Did I, did what I say honey you... lemon? It is not honey lemon. Okay. It is go go. Okay. That's and my I've first guess. I never caught that line until. I did not catch um, that one. So. And Eric should have said, she, I should have assumed that was her twice. I should have. I should have assumed that. Once it's like a battle cry, and that's a really awkward time when she's like, "Woman up!" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, that's okay. I, I should have realized that was my first that. choice." I should have said that's that. the second time she says it. The first time is good. She says it. I forget who she says it, but it's, it's like a good. Like, it's man, the hero. Up, woman up. It, yeah. It's the hero when he's yeah. about to go do his presentation. Yeah, and she's like, "Woman up!" Yeah, and yeah. it cracked me up. But I've never caught it until. Till this time. But the second time she uses it, it makes no sense. It, yes. It's like, it's like quit trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was exciting. I actually kind of like that. Um, I will take quotes anytime. Yeah, and bring it on. And pot- potables. <laughs> bring it on, doctor. If you really want to want to test us on the rhetoric yeah. here, let's do some. Uh, <laughs> let's do some recommendations. Let's do some recommendations. I'm going to go first, if you guys don't mind. Go um, for it. I'm going to be very quick. Uh, mine is not a movie or a TV show this week. Um, I would like to recommend um, Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Um, You can play it on PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. It is essentially Animal Crossing, but Disney. And you can have Donald (laughs) and Mickey and Merlin and um, Scar, uh, Remy from Ratatouille, Elsa, Anna, Olaf in your little town. Um, Scrooge is the Tom Nook. And um, you just have your own little house and run your own little village, and it's highly addictive. Um, it is are, beta right now. Are you one of the Disney characters? Or are you your own little person? You, you are yourself. Okay. You are your own self. Um, there's a mystery that's going on that they're going to unveil as the as they're doing like seasons. All right, as the new seasons, right. they're, um, they're on their third season pass right now. Um, it is based on Disney's 100th anniversary. Um, is this season pass? Mm-hmm. Um, it is a. It is going to be a free to play game. It is in beta right now, and you do have to buy your way into the beta. It's I think thirty dollars is the cheapest to buy in. Right. And you get moonstones that you can buy the season pass. Um, where I will say it's different from Animal Crossing is Animal Crossing. You know, it just goes and you just continue living on, and you eventually burn yourself out. And this one, I found when I get around to that burnout phase is usually the time i've finished the season pass and then i kind of drop it and then they put out the new season pass and then i'm back in baby because they usually add in new characters um since before i went on the cruise so sometime in the summer okay Okay. um the season passes take about 30 days to go through i've can i've 
except for this one because of what's been going on in my life. Sure. The first two season passes, I completed them in like a week. Like I just chugged along doing all the quests and stuff you had to do mm-hmm. and finish the season pass. But I highly recommend it. Very friendly, very accessible to play. Um, and I like it. Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Dreamlight Valley. Yep. All right. Dreamlight Valley. Like Electrical Light Parade, but it's a valley. Yep. <laughs> What is there a reason why it's dreamlight? Like I'm assuming valley is where they are, right? That's They're in a valley. But what's uh, what's the dream and the what's the light? Are they related? You know, I'm assuming. Um, the I assume the light is coming from the light shards that you use for things, and the dream is um, everyone in the village has forgotten why they're there, or how they got there, and you're unraveling that as you go. Don't they live there? Yeah, and there's there's um there's villains and heroes like the last season they introduced Buzz and Woody, mm. and Scar, um this oh and the, they threw in Stitch, um this season they just threw in um Encanto and Olaf and they're sure. prepping other characters, um but they don't remember why they're there but it's the villains seem to be a little bit more on why mm. and what's going on but they don't want to tell you, um. My theory is your character grew up, and so you stopped playing with your toys, and so they all forgot who they were, and now you're uh, back rediscovering them. That's kind of my theory of what's happening, but I have no idea if I'm right. But it's kind of cool running around and having um, like Scar walking around or Ursula like in the water doing her thing. Um, the, the villain from Tangled is in your town, and she runs around like a crazy person. But it's good. I enjoy it. You can also and the, there's like it's cooking mini games. So when you do things for Remy, it's all like food based, and you have to learn recipes to do them. It's, Is it on Stitch? Uh, Did you say if it or uh, the um, Switch? Switch? Yeah. Yes, you can play it on Switch. Nice. So anyway, it's a good game. I really enjoy it. That's my recommendation for this week. Cool. Uh, I'll go next if I can. I got one. Uh, so mine is a, a comedy special. Um, it is on HBO. It is streaming on HBO Max, um, and it is Mark Maron's uh, From Bleak to Dark. Uh, I love Mark Maron. I kind of uh, fell in love with him uh, several years ago back when he was doing Maron on I, IFC, I think it was called. Yeah. I don't even know if that channel exists anymore. Um, but I kind of caught it late and then like, you know, halfway into like the second or third season, uh, whatever it was. And kind of was able to go back and see, and then I just became a Marin fan. And, you know, I've seen some of his net, Netflix specials and stuff like that, and those were good. Uh, this is also really good. Um, it's it's really good stand-up. It's, you know, it's it, 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 it lives up to its title, From Bleak to Dark. Uh, people who know Mark Marin know that he lost his partner during the COVID pandemic. Oh, I didn't no, know not, that. Not from COVID, ironically enough. Um like from I think a fast moving like leukemia or something. Oh like wow, that. Well, that sucks. Um, so yeah, is this this so, is after Glow though. So yeah, this would have been I think in twenty twenty one. Wow, yes, like, so after Glow had been canceled. Yeah, I only um, know him and, from Glow. And they'd only been dating for two weeks, but she was a director on things and stuff like that. So oh, she wow. had directed like episodes of Glow. Um, she had directed him in in certain things. I wonder if that's where they met. Stuff like that. So probably. Wow. Um. So. Yeah, long story short, it's an awesome uh, stand-up comedy special. It's it's really it it is dark, but it handles the dark subjects in a really lighthearted and and fun, accessible way. And kind of like Marin always does with he's he's there's something about him he's easy to connect with on stage. Like he he just kind of feels relaxed up there. 
Um, and it reminded me a lot, actually, of uh, the other comic, uh, who's also my friend, Sean White, and kind of some of his sort of earlier stuff, at least, and his albums uh, are are very similar in kind of how they handle that that sort of material. And so I, I kind of picked up that. But yeah, the Mark Maron was good. I definitely liked it. Uh, I recommend HBO. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing it on HBO Max, so I'll have to give it a try. Yep. Sounds cool. All right, what you yeah. got, Evans? All right, I've got a an old one, but one that I've been rewatching just for fun because I find the personality be enjoyable. James May's Our Man in Japan or his season two about being in Italy. Depending on what your kind of flavor is, um, I find his sort of commentary and cultural understanding to always just be fun. You can see this on Amazon. So pretty accessible. I, I mean, saw- I know him mainly from Top Gear and the Grand Tour, but I love I just like his sort of his I guess the kind of the tone and vibe he gives off and his pursuits of trying to understand different cultures. And of course, the first one being in Japan is really quite fascinating because I think most people, unless, you know, if you have a, 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 a fascination with anime or manga or things like that, you will find some of the things he gets into very appealing because he tries to dive into an understanding of the culture of the Japanese. And then he does the same thing in Italy as well, which is a little bit is more. There... Was that? Is there a, is there a theme to like his travels, if you will? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, Damn it, Casey. Casey's right. Can make there, a recommendation there... of the cookbook. There uh, yeah. was that. Was uh, that? No. Is there like so? Like you said, you've watched him in like Top Gear. Yeah, Top Gear yeah, is the Grand a, Tour. He's a top Gear. Yeah, but so I, like, I will say that he's his kind of his vibe is. is tour, what is the show? Well, the like show is kind of like or... him trying to wait, sort of, he travels across the wait, country. Hold on, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on, wait. Eric, are you asking what is Top Gear? Or Grand no, Gear? I'm asking this travel uh, no, show. I'm, like, I'm oh, talking, so you're, you're not talking about the curve. Food right? base. Yeah. Okay, you are yeah. talking about the James May. Okay, sorry. Okay, so the James May show. you're asking the... what is Grand Tour. <laughs> no, in this show, he, he basically, in the Japanese one, he starts in the north and he works his way south. And along the way, he tries to sort of, take in Japanese culture, understand Japanese culture, both the traditional and the weird, because Japan, he kind of explores this idea that Japan is highly traditional, but yet also very open to new change and things like that. And it's like, he takes you to corners of like the ideas that you wouldn't necessarily encounter. And then in Italy, he goes, starts in Sicily and goes up the, 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 the thing. And along the way, he's trying to sort of, figure out what is the the meaning of dolce vitae um the good life and he tries to apply that to italy okay they're just fun i mean okay. I think each one runs about six episodes they're not super long but they're generally very entertaining and he's a good presenter while we're doing I, this i've seen, I've seen casey is holding the, up to uh, us a show i will I'll, ex- I'll explain the book in a minute oh my uh, gosh he's got I another recommendation for it I don't have a recommendation. It's just something that literally fell into my lap a second ago. (laughs) Um, I've seen half of the James May Japan. I can I can second John's recommendation. So what they were alluding? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eric. Then I will continue on. No, I was just my only question was like if it like like it's it seems like it's just like a hey come learn about this with me type documentary show. You don't have to know anything about his past on the Grand Tour Top Gear at all. That's not, not like even, you don't even need to, you don't need to know. Even. He drives around, he does some stuff involving some cars, but like, it's not that centric. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Like in the Italy one, he actually participates in a production of Dante's Inferno. 
Eric, it's like Idiot Abroad. Okay. But James May. All right. So I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to switch subjects for a split second. Um, Rachel walked in and dropped a book in my lap called 50 Shades of Chicken. And it's 50 chicken recipes that are bound to be delicious. (laughs) Sorry. It's for chicken lovers everywhere. Um, so sorry, I had flipped open to this for a second there, and then jerk around chicken. Is that what you flipped in? <laughs> Are you at thighs or breast pan? <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, what is there? Uh, I like a mixed platter, I like to taste the sampler. There's the extra <laughs> virgin <laughs> breast. Ooh, the virgin um, breast. There's uh, please don't stop chicken. Please don't um, stop the chicken. Oh, Please don't stop the chicken. Jerked around chicken. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ham is giddy with curiosity when I return to the fridge, but her smile vanishes when she sees that I'm in pieces. Oh no. <laughs> What's that bastard done to you? Crap, not now. Not another grilling from the baked ham. This might be better written than the books. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Anyway, it's very weird uh, learning. Thrilling. Learning. There's a Rachel you. appearance. I see a Rachel appearance. Yeah. She's in the background. This is see learning her. to trust you. <laughs> is she making chicken right now? She's in the kitchen. Why are you oh, trying to yes. show me the coochie of the chicken? So <laughs> <laughs> wondering when you were going to notice that image. Uh, sorry, this is just a very weird book. Like, I get it. Bondage chicken. Yes, if that's your thing. It is bondage chicken. That's that's what this is. So I just want to. Um, I'm not recommending this because I haven't made any of these, but I am just saying there's a what in the ever loving hell. Fifty. Huh? It's chicken, and there's fifty recipes. There's got to be something good in there. <laughs> I mean, some of these the food looks fine. It's just, the images are just. It is. Uh, it is as family friendly as Big Hero Six. So you're welcome, kids. That's right. It is just as family friendly <laughs> as Big Hero Six. All right. So let's get on to our fun game that everyone likes to listen to, Casey's homework, the top ten. So last week, I believe it was Mr. Evans who told me to do the top ten surprise celebrity cameos. So I took this. Not counting Stanley. Stanley is a no. I took this as not doing like um, Harry Styles because when he does come back, it won't really be a cameo anymore. I thought the same. Um, I kind of, and I kind of went with the same idea. Yeah, I don't. I do saw like him Jeff appear, Goldblum. but I didn't. I wouldn't have counted him either. Yeah. So here we go. I'm going to do my top ten. They will join in um, when I hit five, and I'm betting that. Eric and I have the same number one. <laughs> I don't know if he's my number one. He's definitely going to be on our list. Yes. Uh, my number 10 is Elon Musk in Iron Man 2. <laughs> my num- my I intentionally three... left him off on purpose. <laughs> my number three is Bill Maher in Iron Man 3. Mm. Wait, wait, where was where, 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 I'm sorry, we, my number eight, my number nine. I'm sorry. Number nine, sorry yeah. My number ten. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Ten Jeez. is Elon. Elon. Nine is Bill Maher. Um, number eight is Sam Neill and Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder. That's right. Okay. Um, I kept that one in because I mean it truly is just a very quick Lincoln little thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. number seven is Miley Cyrus in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they're ever going to use that character again. 
Number six is Matt Damon in Thor Ragnarok. Now let's hit the five through one. Eric, what is your number five? <clears throat> My number five, uh, getting it out of the way here, I think in a bit personally uh, but it, it's a good quick funny bit which is i think what makes it on my spot more so than the uh the cameo themselves mm-hmm. is david hasselhoff in guardians of the galaxy 2 oh i forgot about hasselhoff being in guardians 2 it's kind of that quick, quick ego you know i think he's flashing through or whatever you know mm-hmm. ideas he could be so oh that's a good it's, one it's funny it's cute I, i'm not i could care less about David Hasselhoff, other than I know him, you mm-hmm. know, in that way. I, I mean, I don't personally know him. David, uh, you're a big fan? Not really. David, like... write into not funny guys. <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com if you're Thanks listening. Thanks for your work in, uh, in, 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 in East Germany. That's all I got to say. Um, so, yeah, David Hasselhoff and Guardians Joe. John? Well, I've got some synchronicity for you because that's also my number five. Whoa. whoa, whoa. whoa. We both, Dave, you both have the same. Casey? Well, I've already said that I didn't think about him, okay. so I can't yeah, match true. up. That's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is Seth Green in Guardians of the Galaxy as Howard the Duck. Oh, I didn't realize. And they Seth haven't Green. brought they haven't brought him back, and I don't know if they're going to to use Seth if he does come back or whatnot. So that is mine. <laughs> what? He's dying. He is, he is dying. Oh no! Yeah, he he crossed the him? wires, and the smoke He's was shooting out of his. No, I thought I thought he was canceled too, right? Is no, Seth Green's No, he just made dumb Green. investments with uh, Board Ape. That's yeah. why. Yeah, he's uh, being dumb. Okay. With right, Eric, what's your number? What's your number four? My number four. This is where I think we're going to have to definitely skew a little bit. Is Larry Ellison in Iron Man Two? Larry Ellison in Iron Man Two is your number four. Yep. All right. He, uh, he doesn't he come back. His... Well, no, he does. I know. I know. No, Actually, he no, does. He... he does come back. No. Winter Soldier. Larry's only. Larry's not in Winter Soldier. Larry Shanley or Gary Shanley. Oh, I'm in sorry. Winter I think he's the wrong person. Never mind. My bad. No, Larry Ellison, the CE. Well, former CEO. Former of CEO. Oracle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oracle. That's right. Sorry. Wrong guy. I was thinking. My boss, <laughs> my <laughs> former boss. <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got, I got a shout out to Larry and his. I guess I, you'll probably comment on it too, but it's such just like, hey, put me in the movie type cameo. Same mm-hmm. thing for because, Elon Musk. Yeah, because hey, I, I gave you ten million dollars, put me in the movie, <laughs> and yeah. I and I want a line. Yeah, you know, type thing. All right, John, what is what's your number four? My number four is Sam Neill from Thor Three. Oh, nice! All right. All right. Nice. We have some crossover, just um, mm-hmm. different spots, but yeah. My number four is Megan the Stallion. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's that so is a amazing. good one. That is so good. That's a good one. <laughs> so oh, I forgot amazing. about that. Oh man, good one. If I had a top That's ten, she would be in the. Is. She'd make the top ten. Mm, definitely. Now that I yeah. Eric, what's your number three? Been in my top five. She, she should have been Hasselhoff. in your top five. She might have replaced Hasselhoff, or even, let's be honest, Larry Ellison really should be like down in the 10 area. Like number 30. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my number, number three. three. My number three is Matt Damon as an Asgardian actor. I. Wow. It was such an unexpected turn when it first happened. And then mm-hmm. when they brought him back, it was like, yay, he's back and doing it yeah. still. Like, 
it it is one of those moments that makes Matt Damon as endearing and fun as I see him sometimes mm -hmm. and allows me to still think Matt Damon <laughs> when when I see him in, in kind of just some sort of goofy sort of way. So I appreciate it. Well, guess what, Eric? Yeah, I appreciate that me. he doesn't take himself too seriously. Wait, yeah? you both lined up. Day number up. three. Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's. I think oh, we might not get to the two. same number one. Well, you may not have the same number one if you were you're holding back Larry. I don't know if you got Larry in your list, Casey. I don't know. You're gonna have to find out if I have him in my list. I know. Um, my. Well, I hope Larry's listening. <laughs> Good luck Larry's. on Monday. <laughs> Larry, you can write into not guys <laughs> off the reels at gmail.com. My number three is from Wakanda Forever. It is Anderson Cooper. Oh, okay. Anderson Cooper yeah. and CNN are part of the MCU. Well, so is obviously like Bill Maher. I think we've seen yep. Bill Maher because I believe NBC the... as well. Yeah, that... yeah, I think yeah. we've seen Rachel Maddow, haven't we? Uh, there's another guy Rachel from MSNBC who showed up in Avengers, one of the newscasters. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm fairly confident Bill Maher, the clip that he um, in Iron Man 3 is actually him on real time. Yeah, it's a real time. Yeah. So um, Anderson Cooper is my number three. Nice. Eric, what's your number two? So my number two, and hear me out, because it's going to sound weird when I say it out loud, is Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool 2. And, Elaborate. All right. I really like that Ryan Reynolds, the actor, is in Deadpool 2 reading over a script only to be told not to do it, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and so I really appreciated that Deadpool 2 went back on itself like that and went back on Ryan Reynolds and made that joke and even kind of threw, the, obviously, that movie and stuff and agreed with, with national sentiment, I think, to some extent. And so I, I that was a funny little bit to see uh, in, in, that, in, that, in that montage. I just want to say right Hello. now that Casey's wife is haunting the background of his video, looking like a Sith True. Lord with a hood. <laughs> Blue Sith Lord. She, she does look like a Sith Lord with the hood. Um, yeah. And it is kind of uh, amusing. Um, I will also say I will allow that, even though he is not formally part of the MCU just yet. But we've had this conversation mm. before. But I, I will allow it because he will be. He 100%. is because we already know that he's with the MCU. I know. Well. I know. But he's going. Deadpool 3 will be part of the MCU for sure. All I right. will. I will allow it. But that sure. is because it's an amazing, amazing cameo. And we allowed Storm before. So. I will allow it. Then I don't know if we're all going to have the same number one. <laughs> I will be very curious to see what our number one is. Mm -hmm. John, what's your number two? My number two is Melissa McCarthy in Thor 4 as Hela. Right. Well, oh, and the, the play, right? Yeah, yeah the play. Another <laughs> cross actor. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, she is definitely not on my list, but that is actually a really good one. It is a good one, yeah. Um, my... Yeah, Number two is Mr. Footloose himself, Kevin Bacon, is my number two. Mm. As in like for the, the Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that a cameo or is, I don't know. He's part of the is plot it? at a certain point. That's I think a it's a cameo and he's himself. never going to come back. Yeah. They're never going to let him come back. He's not a character no. other than himself. No, no, I mean, they'll let him come back. Yeah, but... exactly. 
But I mean, like, I don't think he's coming back. So Kevin Bacon is my all right, all right, cameo. All right, that's that's where I'm going with it. That's fine. It's my top ten. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Just like that's your top five. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Moment of truth. Moment of truth. Eric, what is your number one? You're not gonna like it because it's also Deadpool two, and it's nope. Brad Pitt. I knew when you said Deadpool <laughs> too, it could be Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's it is quite literally a blink and you'll miss it moment. Uh, that where he he does the the flash, well, not the flash, but yeah, he flashes through the electricity. I think Brad Pitt does the flash in that movie. <laughs> I, I, I think I watched like I said, a different blink and you Deadpool miss it, man. too. He was us. He was us. <laughs> no, yeah, Brad Pitt, Deadpool too. All right, John, what is your number two? Trevor Noah, oh, sorry, number one. Trevor Noah as the voice of the computer, mm-hmm. and Wakanda Forever, and I think in Black Panther too, first one too as well. Okay, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, yes. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Trevor Noah is the voice of the computer. Yes. And yeah. Black Panther. Yes. I had he has no a idea. small cameo. The smaller like... one in the first really? one. He's the one who's really telling know. Ross about what much how much like damage like you know he has left before. He's going to mm-hmm. get killed in that ship uh, or in the lab. And then he has a more prominent one. The second one, he gets a name. I had no idea. I really yeah. didn't know that that was Trevor Noah. I only found wow. out when Wakanda Forever came out. So I knew. But to me, that made me when Wakanda Forever and stuff, especially the fact that he has a name and stuff, he's more of a character now. He is recurring. Is he a but cameo? I don't think most people know who it, it's him, though. That's the surprise. Mm. All right. My number one is Larry Ellison and Iron Man 2. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Larry. I enjoy your paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it, so it, that is not actually why I put it as my number one. <clears throat> my, num- my reason for it being number one mm. is just the insanity of how he had to get there. <laughs> Just be like, I want to be in a movie. I'm going to pay a ton of money so I can be in a Marvel movie. It's just bizarre. Uh, so that is why he is, is my it, number one. I, I'm curious to know if this, this is probably settled or not settled, but like known already. It, did he offer like, hey, cast me, put me in this, I'll pay you. Or did he get approached in from like a financial producer sort of situation? I have no idea. Or is there backing? Is there? Do, does anybody know? Is there a commentary for Iron Man Two? Iron Man Two. So like, obviously they, you know, we weren't. It hadn't taken off yet. Like we didn't know if this was really still going to be a thing that. Yeah, I've never heard. I've never heard how he gets to it. But I'm yeah, curious if same. there's a commentary. I wouldn't mind actually maybe listening to that scene and commentary to see if they comment and say, "Hey, this crazy guy offered us a ton of money." <laughs> no one says we couldn't watch the movies with commentary when we watch them. This is true. You can watch it however you want. Um, so what is, um, Eric, what is my homework for next week? I think technically on the cycle, this is your call, right? Because we go back to week 44, you were doing badass uh, Marvel women, right? No, that was John. Oh, I said that. it was John. John. Yeah, oh, I that's picked... right. You don't, you don't pick. That's I don't pick right. one. You guys have to pick works. for me. Sorry. Yeah. So it's your turn. Oh, what do you want me to do? It doesn't um, have to be MC. It could be whatever you want, but we're sticking with MC mostly no, just because I'm, of the. I'll stick with Marvel for sure. Oh, yeah, at least Marvel. Yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be MC proper. Um, 
well, we'll say top 10 um, male outfits. Costumes? Yeah. Top 10 male costumes. You can make that MCU and- or Marvel. Yeah. Which do you want? Uh, How do you want that to do we want it to be like? Uh, you know what? I'll say I'll I'll extend out all of Marvel. Just but we're opinion. but we're talking about just movies. We're not talking about in comic book world. Or are we going to just like Ooh. anything Marvel? Because that will drastically change this list. That also <laughs> makes it harder for you to do your top five. Well, my top five would probably still be MCU just because of my my limited true in that way. true that. But John, uh, it makes his life harder. I, here's my thing. I will allow throughout the comics as well if you want to dive in because it would be a cool learning opportunity for me to, to kind of hear about these. All right. So go go for it, guys. <laughs> All right. And it's just they just have to be male, right? They have to identify as male. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I'm clearing this up for Ron to... DeSantis. <laughs> we know he's a huge listener. Well, here's the thing. If it were female, there's a lot of choices i'd make that are based on how the uh yes. the silhouette but, is but i'm saying the, like it, it can be otherwise. it can be hero villain it could be anything they just yeah, need to be yeah. doesn't matter a costume a male wears male yeah i didn't even say superhero right you know hey if i go into marvel's especially Rob Reinfeld and jim lee i can find some really embarrassing stuff in the 90s ben yurik will be my number one <laughs> <laughs> all right i will accept this challenge um very happily <laughs> and my most of mine will be coming from the 90s um early 90s i appreciate uh, that like i've given you guys the opportunity to like, define which costume of which when i'm like not even thinking to that like three to chess sort of way because it can go in so many different directions <laughs> oh 97 so, oh, your wolverine is better well i could pick all age of apocalypse i could pick all ultimate universe i could pick mm-hmm. 616 you know, 2099. The Marvel Universe is literally your oyster. It is my it is oyster. It's not literally your oyster, I guess. It's just your oyster. If it's literally my oyster, then this is going to be very weird and awkward. <laughs> All right. Well, that is where we are, um, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. Again, we'll be doing the 70s Spider Man. And we will be doing the 1978 Doctor Strange. I look forward to hearing... Actually, let me throw this out real quick. John and Eric, Uh you have to at least find one positive thing about this movie. (laughs) That's fine. I can try. Yeah. All right. No, no, there is no try. Ooh. You will find that is an unreasonable. By the way, Yoda's whole thing is an unreasonable statement about life. So let's not. Hey, I had to sit through some really bad crap already, and I've found at least one positive thing for each one of those. <laughs> you can find one positive thing. I disagree with that, by the way. I think it is true that it's just do or do not. There is no try. Okay, okay. how many things have you failed at? Yeah. Did I don't know. Quit? This is a whole other episode, guys. <laughs> Did you just quit afterwards? <laughs> huh? No. You either are doing or you fail, and you're therefore you are not doing. Okay. You can find me on Twitter. Wrong podcast. Maxwell. (laughs) You could find me on the letterboxd as um, Casey Franklin. You can find me on Hive as Casey Franklin. Where can you find you, John? You can find me on Twitter. I'm still there in that Elon Musk hellscape at uh, 
Arch at Arching with a PhD, all one word. And you can find me on Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. And where can we find you, Eric? You can Other find than LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, Northern Virginia, right? <laughs> Northern Virginia, Virginia. Uh, letterboxed automatically, and you can always write to notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Please write him. He loves these. Like Thank you again, Scott funny. B., for writing in and asking us a great question. See you guys next week. See you guys. Laters. Mm-hmm.